0: Welcome to Harvest Valley Worship Center's Sermon of the Week. You can discover more about our church, pastors, and special guests at hvwc.com. We hope that you are blessed by today's message. I wanted to share a couple things that I feel like the Lord wants to do in and through His Word. One of the things I love about the rich young ruler is that in his sorrow, God promises the impossible. In the sorrow and the sadness of the rich young ruler, God promises the impossible. Jesus doesn't need flattery. I'm gonna read this, and then there's another passage I want to read. Um, this is from Luke 18. Now, a certain, certain ruler asked him, saying, "Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit li- eternal life?" Jesus said to him, "Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God." Like, you don't need to. You don't need to butter me up. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And he said, all things I have kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come, follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he became very sorrowful, he said, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, who then can be saved? Like, according to this world, they should be the most saved. Hmm. According to a lot of our teaching in the church. Just saying. Who then can be saved? Jesus says, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. It was out of the midst of this man's sorrow that God promises the impossible. Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents, or brothers, or wife, or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who, now now, sometimes we'll stop there, who shall not receive many times more in this present time. the sorrow that we often deal with is relationship and the sorrow that we can feel the sorrow that often surrounds choices that we have to make in relationship God says if you're willing to forsake all of it for the kingdom of God you will have it here that's what he says It doesn't make any sense, but that's what he says. We don't know how. That's what he promises. See, because the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. He closes that out by saying, and in the age to come, and eternal life. Not only will you have it here, you're going to have it then forever. Hallelujah. All right. Had to get out my journal. there's a concept around that we've been we've been working with our ministers in training and different things around removing finding how do we exchange our brokenness for his wholeness because our brokenness is always with us you want to know where you, if you're healthy with god find out where you're broken Because it's in that place of brokenness that God manifests himself. That's how he heals. That's how he takes you from glory to glory. Right? You know you have to go to the next level of glory when you realize you don't have some. Uh, Okay. Right? Like, I thought I was just supposed to float up in a spiral forever sometimes you realize there's another level that the Lord wants to take you to, right? And so in that process, we learn how to repent. We learn like, oh, I'm agreeing with a lie. Oh, I'm being selfish. Oh, I realize that I'm seeing myself wrongly, God, in in according to what you've said about me. I'm not believing your word. We come into those places where God begins to reveal something in us that just doesn't mesh with him. And and it's in that moment that we say, God, forgive me for partnering with that because I don't want that. I want what you say. Right? So we learn that process of repenting, which is coming out of agreement with it and choosing to let his mind change our mind letting his mind change our mind. I don't know about you, but I run into areas in my thinking that don't match God's every once in a while. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh, that's not a God thought. And I have to repent. Say, Father, I, I do not want that. I want to come out of agreement with that. Most of the time, the thoughts that I have that aren't God thoughts are about other people or myself yeah not God thoughts my amazing wife looked at me this week as I was complaining and saying some like mischaracterizing people because I'm complaining she's like "Ah, this isn't you this isn't this isn't you oh, you're right, it's not, it's not me. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Thank you. God wants to bring us into a state of exchange today. Which means that where your brokenness is, he wants to replace it with something in his wholeness. And we've done this for weeks. We've talked about this over and over and over but I want to I read a passage out of Isaiah because I think it's so pointed to what Jesus is here for today in this moment and what he wants to put on your life for your future, what he wants to put on your life for your family, What's he want, what he wants to put on your life for the community that we live in. I, I praise God that he didn't save me just to fix me, He established us in the kingdom of God with purpose to bring healing to the captives, to set the prisoners free. So, Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Say it. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Say it again. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. To preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. It's really cool because in Luke 4, Jesus says it, right? Like he proclaims, This is who I am. <laughs> So we, we come to Jesus to hear good tidings, to be healed, to step into liberty, and to step out of prison. So we come to him as captives, as broken, and all of those things. We come to him in that space. And because we could hear the message. And and Jesus does his work in us. Now we are set free. Now we get to walk in liberty. Now we get to walk into healing. And Jesus then commissions us to do what he did. So the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Upon me. Holy Spirit, come and just rest on each person in this place. Holy Spirit, come and just rest so that when they say the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're here, that you are on them. Holy Spirit, come and just rest on them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, we want to receive your good tidings. We want to receive healing for the brokenness in our hearts. Father, where we've been bound, you've proclaimed liberty over us. Where we have been captive, you have set us free. So we receive today your spirit. Scripture says that it is for the church to comfort those who are comforted with the comfort that they've received from God. We comfort those who need comfort because we've received comfort from God. Amen. And this is, I'm gonna read the whole of this statement now. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance for our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. The sorrow, and the ba- I, I mean, the battle that most of us are in is around heartache right now, because of a broken relationship, missed expectations. Many of us have refused to enter into our calling because of a previous offense at another church. Or maybe you've been offended at me or somebody, right? That broken heart, God wants to mend. Let me tell you what the Lord told me this morning. I want you to just come after me this morning, Chris activate a space where the burdens the pain, the doubts and fears can be laid at my feet let the church exchange fear for faith despair for hope pain for peace accusation and offense for forgiveness and trust it's the exchange that the Father wants I'm going to read the list again Everything we're doing today is just to come into his presence, to come after him and to let the spirit of the God transform us, the spirit of God to transform us. That's it. That's all we need is him. This is why he came for this exchange. So I'm going to read the list again, and I want, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, what is it that he wants to exchange for you today? And pick from the list, because these were very specific things that he wanted to do today. And if there's any of these that stand out for you specifically, grab a hold of that with the Lord. and Begin to press into that so that he can begin to exchange it. The Lord might have already told you the minute I started talking about it what it was. So you might already be ahead of the game. If you're not, let's seek the Lord. What is it that you want to exchange? I'm going to give you the list again. Fear for faith. Despair for hope. Pain for peace accusation and offense for forgiveness and trust the hard part with with accusation and offense is getting past our own justifications right we feel justified in it he wants forgiveness and trust not your justification for why you're offended he still says lay it at my feet this morning amen Amen. So take a minute. We're just going to, Annalise is going to play for a few minutes. Just seek the Lord. If you've got some pen and paper and you want to write some things down, write down your thoughts. Some of you really hear God well when you write in the journaling process however it is. If you need to be at the altar, if you want to lay, find a spot in one of the pews just to lay down, it doesn't matter. We'll turn the lights on. Seek the Lord on this because you are not going to leave today carrying the same weight that you walked in with. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Let's just seek the Lord for a while. Believe the process goes like this. You've identified it. Amen? Amen? You've identified hopefully. Right? We've identified what we're gonna exchange. And, and and the next thing that comes is repentance. And we say, God, forgive me for partnering with that. I do not want to partner with those ideas, with those thoughts, those things that are not from you. I don't want to, I don't want that anymore. Amen. Like we got to reject it at some point Amen. <laughs> and say, God, that's not what I, that's not me. That's not what I want. That is not what is in my heart. So we repent. But then at, at repentance, we have to actually give it to God. Because oftentimes we'll go through a process and we'll say, God, forgive me for partnering with that. And and then we don't actually give it to the Lord. We grab a hold of it again and we throw it in our back pocket for when we want that offense for later. Or maybe maybe it's a way that you've handled stress that is not from God. Maybe through some addiction or some area of your life where maybe when there's conflict, you always run to this thing that is not God. And you repent for participating in that. You repent for it. But then you actually never give it to God, so you put it back in your back pocket in case you need it next time. No, we need to abandon that thing at the foot of the cross. We need to give whatever it is that, that we're exchanging. If it is fear, if, if maybe you've got an identity from your pain, I've prayed for so many people for healing that are actually resistant to healing because they don't know who they're going to be without their pain. Dennis, have you seen that? Yeah. I, I, I believe that, that the repentance is giving it to the Lord. We need to abandon it before the sake Say, Father, not only do I not want to have that, I'm giving it to you. It is in that space that then he says, well done, good and faithful servant. It is in that space that he begins to affirm you and put confidence within you that you never had before. That's when you give that. He may... You may still be experiencing pain in your life. You may still have offenses. You may still have that, but you've put it in his hands. And now he begins to stir within you confidence in him, confidence that he is doing a thing in you that you didn't know he could do before, where he is now doing the impossible. Where, where you saw no way, he begins to make a way. And he instills confidence in you because you actually give it to him. Yes. What's really beautiful about the process is that as you receive confidence because he loves you, you begin to receive what God is giving you in place instead of that thing that you've been holding on to. As you give him your brokenness, and he, and you repent, and you abandon it to the Lord, and then he begins to give you confidence, he begins to release that thing, whatever it is. He begins to release it from you so that it no longer has any grip on you. He releases you from the power of it. Sometimes we're not released from the power because we don't receive what God is trying to give us. So right now, what we want to do is receive, right? We maybe have identified what it is, and I don't know what it is that God's going to give you in its place, but let me tell you what, we want to receive His love this morning. My original talk this morning was on generosity, and what's the key to generosity is receiving. Amen. Like, unless you receive, you're, you don't actually have anything to give, So let's receive from the Lord. We're going to sing another song. We're just going to declare how beautiful Jesus is, how amazing he is. We're going to put him on the throne. And it's in this place where you can hear him receive what he is giving you, even if it goes against what you believe you're worth, even if it goes against what you think you deserve, even if it goes against what you think you've earned. It's the whole point. You couldn't earn this anyways, so lay yourself down. Abandon this stuff at His feet, and let's exchange. So, God, I'm asking right now that, you, that you, will you guys just raise your hands to heaven? God, I'm asking right now that You would put this upgrade in every person's hands this morning. Father, that repentance would bear the fruit of a renewed mind, a renewed mind that they would receive from you in your presence right now exactly what you have for them. And I silence the mouth of the enemy that would want to bring condemnation, shame, and accusation to prevent you from receiving. We break that off in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We come before you, Lord, to receive right now. Hallelujah. I want to God wants the things that have held us back to be removed from our lives. He wants the ways that we have handled things to change. The familiar patterns to be removed. Yeah. The old pathway to be re-plowed in a new direction. He's empowered each of us today to step into a new path a new way of being with him do you know he He has purpose behind your healing not just for your comfort the good news is he's going to comfort those who mourn Amen. he's going to set captives free He's going to preach good tidings to the poor. He's going to proclaim liberty to the captive. That's good news. But the fruit of the good news is that you are empowered to rebuild broken things. It's not just for your healing, but the healing of nations. It's not just for your healing, it's for the healing of the next generation. It is not just for your healing, it's for the healing of this community. It's easy to be pressed into a place of performance with the mission of God. That we got to do more. No, we just have to hear. We just have to hear. Because if we can just hear what he's saying, we'll do what he asks. We just have to hear. So what we've been doing today is taking all of the things that have been clouding your ability to hear, and we've been systematically dissolving those things. We've been... Working with the Holy Spirit to remove the barriers in our life from us hearing God clearly. Offenses cloud your judgment. Period. Period. Fear causes you to respond and react to a situation. Instead of standing firm and responding to a situation. Fear creates panic. Faith says, I know a God. He's removing our inability to hear clearly. Some of you are very gifted in how you hear God but it gets muddled up because of the old patterns. So you actually have a lot of confusion when you think you're hearing God and then you're not quite sure why what you hear from God doesn't happen. What you hear from God, like there's this confusion surrounding what you hear. Let us be broken and humble before the Lord so that He can clear out whatever is stopping up our ears from hearing. Amen? Amen. Or is there so much pride in the room that everybody's like, yeah, well, I hear God better than He does. Come on now. We need to humble ourselves before the Lord and say, God, if there's anything that's preventing me from hearing you clearly, I want to get that in your hands. I want to abandon it to you, and I want to receive your word for my life. I want to hear what you have to say to me now. Because without his word, we're just doing our own thing, in our own wisdom. And we justify why we do it instead of Laying it down again before the Lord. i want to read this to you because this is purpose. This is purpose. This is purpose. Your healing, the restoration that God's bringing you. This space where his presence is transforming your life this morning is with purpose. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, you'll have double honor. Instead of your shame, where you got it wrong, you'll have double honor. Instead of confusion, you shall rejoice in your portion. What's your portion? It's your inheritance. Most of us don't step into inheritance because we're confused about who you really are. So, We declare right now all confusion removed about what God says about you. Your ears are open to hear. We say confusion gone in Jesus' name. There is a portion for you to step into, there is an inheritance for you to walk in that God established from you from the foundations of the earth, from the very, very beginning. From the beginning. From the beginning. He declared some things over you. He has given you an inheritance. He has given you an inheritance. Also, we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined before destiny, predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will. That we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of His glory. You have a portion, you have an inheritance. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Will you stand? Everlasting joy shall be theirs. He's talking about the people that have the eternal covenant. Right? Isaiah is prophesying about those people who live with because he's like, I will give them an eternal covenant. How many of you know in Christ we have an eternal covenant? Amen. Woo! This is about you. This is about you. Instead of confusion, you have a portion. You have an inheritance. Instead of shame, you get double honor. Father, I thank you right now for each person in this room. And Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you would continue to pour out your Spirit on all flesh, that you would pour out your Spirit on every person in this room today. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are the God that affirms the covenant within us. You are the guarantee of our inheritance. God, I pray for the exchange that's happening across the room for each person that's here, for the upgrades that they get to step into today. I thank you, God, that as this exchange happens, as they're stepping out of places of shame into places of glory, Father, as they are laying at your feet the areas where they have been confused, where they have chosen their own path instead of your path, Father, I pray that as they repent of those things, as they abandon it before you, God, I pray right now that you would instill in them such powerful confidence in what you say about them, that they would receive confidence from you in Jesus' name. And in all of this, we got nothing left but to declare you're holy. You are holy God. Your judgment is better than mine, God. And you and your wisdom, the wisdom that created cells, your wisdom that created everything in our world, your wisdom that made the mountains and the trees, your wisdom that gave us life, your wisdom. thought that we were worth it, Amen. that we were worth receiving an eternal inheritance that we don't have to earn, that we get to adopted, we get to be adopted as sons of God. Amen. God, will we, you open our hearts even wider? to receive by faith what you're giving us this morning. Help us receive by faith what you're giving us this morning. Let us hear your voice. Thank you, Lord. God that you are holy and we worship you King of kings and Lord of lords the great and almighty Father let your goodness flood our hearts today fill us to overflowing as you've cleared out the gunk from our ears let us hear your voice as we sing that you are holy as we declare that you are holy We thank you, God. Father, we dedicate our lives to you this morning. We surrender all. We lay everything at your feet because you're a really good father. We entrust our lives to you. We entrust our families to you. We are willing to deny all the things of this world that your kingdom might come. We thank you that with you, it's impo- with, with you, with us, it's impossible. With you, anything is possible. <laughs> and Father, in that place, we know that you promise that as we pursue your kingdom, all these things will be added unto you. <laughs> so Father, we go with hope in our heart. We go with strength in our bones. We go with peace in our feet. We say yes to your word. We say yes to whatever you ask of us. And we give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory this morning. Will you put your hand on your heart this morning? Just put your hand on your heart. Pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I dedicate my heart to you. I dedicate my life again to you. I give you all of my brokenness. And I exchange it for your wholeness. Teach my heart how to believe your word when I can't see it and I don't feel it. I receive my upgrade. To walk, to walk in power according to your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah, go ahead. For the last couple of weeks, I've been hearing there's a changing of the guard coming. This is it. Kings and priests. Yeah. Come on, amen. I love it. I love it. Amen. Bless you. Love on one another as you leave. That's it. Thank you for joining us today. Harvest Valley Worship Center is called to be a refuge for healing and a launch pad for transformation. If this message impacted you today, please let us know in a comment or you can email us at media at hvwc.com. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to connecting with you.